there, and welcome to the Animag Podcast. Hey, what is up everybody, and welcome back to Animag Baby, the number one anime podcast on the planet. I don't care what they say, it's true. Don't look that up. It's your host, Asylum, sitting here with... Domicus. <laughs> and we are rolling right along, baby. This is episode 11 of the podcast, and... Episode six for season one of Orange. What'd you think, man? I loved it. This has to be the best episode so far. I'm not going to tell you guys my rating right here at the beginning of the episode, not even a minute in. Okay, it was a seven out of (laughs) ten. Dude, it's a good episode. And like I said, like I said in previous podcast episodes, man, for this show earlier on that around this market was going to have to start hitting. Otherwise, oof. And boy, oh boy, did it start hitting. Yep. Even though we got to see the bitch in this episode, too. Yeah, I feel like we're going to see a lot more of her now that the story is kind of progressing. I hope not, but I feel like we're going to see her at least in the next three or four episodes pretty dominantly. Yeah. That's I just shit, hate dude. That bitch. Yeah, I. I, I There's some characters in anime that I've really disliked, and she has really taken the cake. Now, to be honest, who would you rather? Mommy or Ueda? It's Mommy all day, bro. <laughs> mommy is batshit crazy, but at the end of the day, this Ueda, it's and also it's Ueda. <laughs> this motherfucker. Who cares? She's a bitch. I care. <laughs> at you least, care about her? At least have the decency <laughs> to say her name right. Nah. Good she has Lord. to be less bitchy. She has to be less bitchy for me to get her name right. Yeah, I guess. <sighs> Let's dive in, man. So, the episode opens up. Okay, picture this. Sunshine and rainbows. They're back at the fucking festival. And the note says that on July 15th, the last day of the festival, Sue is going to trade post with Naho so she could be with Kakaru. Here's the thing about this, right? Mm-hmm. This gang of friends is trying so hard to get Naho and Kakaru together. It's fucking ridiculous. I like it, though. I do like it also, but man, in this episode, too, specifically, you're gonna see some shit towards, like, the middle endish of it, and they really come through on trying to get these two people together. Yeah. Which is fucking crazy. And they're at the festival, and Kakaru asks Naho a question, which is gonna come back into play a little bit later. He asks Naho that between the four boys, if any of them were to ask her out who would she want it to be i thought it was three boys i think it's four right might be three there's only three there's three boys and three girls right right okay i don't know why i wrote four must have counted (laughs) you she probably is a boy dude for how much this bitch wants to fight all the time she probably is a boy but he asks her this question and she gets all like shy and nervous and she can't answer it just typical naho you know how she acts but then the question gets turned around on kakaru one of the girls what's her name the bread girl her family owns the bread company azusa azusa comes in and asks kakaru the same thing and he basically does the same shit that naho does he gets all nervous and he's like I can't answer. And then boom, the intro rolls. And guess what? You're not going to like this. I started skipping the intros. Yeah. I just don't have time to watch it every single time, bro. It has to be a banger. Like, I do love the intro. This one is good. I like it a lot. I'm I'm rating like it, it pretty high. But, dude, even on Rent-A-Girlfriends, I skip it. 
I just don't have the fucking time to watch this every time. Watch Randall Girlfriend comes. I'm watching yeah, every single. I'm one. watching it every single one. <laughs> I, I may have just lied to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> so it opens with Kakaru and Sua talking at the festival, and he's Kakaru seems a little sad. He asks if it would be okay if he fell in love with Naho, but he's scared to. He's scared that there's going to be more regrets that comes about him doing this, and he says that dating Waito was a massive regret. First of all, do you fucking think? Okay. <laughs> She's a bitch and she's ugly, alright? I ain't trying to be mean, but fuck it. And second off, I understand he's consistently asking Sua, like, oh, can I fucking like Naho or can I talk to her? Can I hang with her? He's doing this out of respect for his bro, but at a certain point, it's like, just go for it, bro. He told you at least three times by this point, yeah, sure. Just do it. Stop being a puss, man. doesn't want to have regrets. I understand that too, but like, sometimes you just gotta shoot your fucking shot, man. You just gotta shoot it. So, again, uh, this is another one of those episodes where Naho's thinking about the letter, and in this one, she's really thinking about trying her best to not fail the letter yet again. And Kakuru asks where she wants to watch the fireworks, and she says the pool. The letter wound up saying that that's exactly where they would watch the fireworks. So things are flowing good so far in this episode in terms of her doing what the letter needs her to do, which is good that's a good sign very good sign episodes rolling right along way to wins the stupid mrs Azalea contest which we see apparently there was a fucking guy in the mrs uh beauty pageant yes there was hey hey it's 2022 the show came out in like what 2018 2016 i think it's 2016 there could be a guy dressed up as a girl and try to win the mrs Azalea if they want to and also this was a beauty contest right yeah how the fuck did way to win exactly was this the hottest dude not (laughs) that hot this is the hottest girl that this town has to fucking offer to me i felt like that contest was like the most bitchiest rigged rigged she paid her way to the top and then hagida got last place for the guys with only one vote <laughs> and he wanted to shoot for zero he wanted nothing we've seen that uh azuza azuza was the only person that voted for him and then sue is like man they should just get together <laughs> right just fucking do it already i accept that i wouldn't mind seeing them being shipped yeah that'd be pretty cool there probably is a ship for that already to be honest yeah we just leaked to the party. So, cuts after this. Naho's on her way to the pool, right? Getting ready to go watch some fucking fireworks. Guess who she runs into. Yeah, guess guess who she Just take a into. guess, y'all. Take a fucking guess. Yeah, take a guess. We'll give you about three seconds we'll Give you guess. three seconds. The bitch! <laughs> <laughs> she runs into the bitch. <laughs> she runs into Weta and her fucking friends. Uh, and she tells Naho that she needs to go and bring some boxes to class 3-2. And Naho's like, yo, I can't. I got some shit to do. And Weta's like, well, in that case, let me have your hairpin. You know, the little uh, hair clip that Kakaru gave her? Yeah. Why is this bitch so obsessed with this fucking hairpin? I guess Kakaru never gave her anything while they were dating. Oh, yeah. Good point. I wrote this in my notes right after this part that I wrote. I wrote, broke ass bitch. Can't, bitch. can't go to the store and buy your own hairpin you gotta try and steal naho's every turn every chance you get and naturally naho didn't want to give up her hairpin so she's like fine i'll bring the fucking boxes uh in hopes that she would make it back to the pool in time to see the fireworks but this was all a plan by Weta, so Weta could try and get to kakaru but guess what guess the fuck what man good guy what? sua our fucking boy saves the day again uh, Weta gets up to like the pool entry and, and Sua's like uh you know the pool is closed so i'm gonna have to turn you around so they go also if you were looking for kakaru he's not in there and she was like well Hi, i wasn't uh, 
Hagida yeah, Hagida like, fucking yeah. came up with this plan. Hagida goes, if you're looking for Kakaru, he's not at the pool. And then she's like, I wasn't even looking for Kakaru. And then he goes, well, that's funny because he was looking for you. And Ooh. she's like, what the fuck? Oh my God. And they're like, yeah, he's at the boys soccer club. She hauls ass, right? Yeah. This, this is another one of those scenes where like the gang is coming in clutch to try to make this relationship happen. Ooh, I like it. So they cuts to Naho. She's going up the stairs and she like starts to see some of the fireworks happening and she's like oh no and she runs into her two girlfriends and they're like dude first of all these aren't even boxes for the class these are the miss azalea prizes give us the boxes and go to the fucking pool and she was late to the pool but she wound up wearing her hairpin which kakaru appreciated but before that we we see the bitch saying that fucking four-eye freak Oh, yeah. Yeah, because she went to the soccer club, and guess what? Kakaru wasn't there because he was never looking for her. She, like, kicks a bucket or some shit. That's what you get, bitch. (laughs) So, obviously, they're at the pool trying to have this nice romantic scene, right? And guess what? Naho answers the question from earlier in the episode. She's like, I want you to ax me out. And then he replies with a similar answer. He goes like, yeah, I'd like you to be the one that ax me out, too. Or I'd like it to be you, the one that I date. However the fuck he worded. I don't remember how he worded it exactly, but they both had the similar answers saying that they wanted each other, more or less. And they have a nice moment at the pool, holding hands, watching fireworks. That scene was nice. Like, I like seeing that. the pool. I thought she missed it, all the fireworks, honestly, because when she got there, nothing was happening. And I'm like, oh no. Well, Sua did say some, like, well, she just revived, but, like, it's about to end. Mm-hmm. But whenever she gets there and they have the fucking moment at the pool, there's a fuck ton of fireworks going off, like, after the moment happens. And you can see, actually, see the fireworks from the pool, which I, I did like that. Definitely, like, I don't know. It just didn't seem like it was about to end for how much went off when they were having their moment. Yeah, it looked but like I, it kept. It was going to be like a Walt Disney fucking firework. I mean, I guess that does make it more special of a moment in the show rather than there just being no fireworks at all. <laughs> no fireworks at all. And she's just like, well, I made, I wore the hairpin. He appreciated that, though, which was cool. Like, he got a blushed a little bit and he's like, oh, shit. Couldn't have wore that if the bitch would have took it. Yeah. The note pops up around this time in the show. The note says, from here on out, please make Kakaru as happy as often as you can. The letter comes into play a little bit later and, and it's a big, it's a big come into play. Actually, two more times in this episode and it's a massive play. And it, right here it says, make him happy as often as you can. And then it says, I'm sure that will save Kakaru. Then it says that she thinks Kakaru's regret is not being able to save his mom. And she acts to please save him from this regret. But I don't understand that. Like, she already fucked that up. His mom's already dead in already the dead. present day. So the, I wonder if that moment just meant to save him from that regret was maybe like just have him mentally not feel guilty about it you know what I'm saying so because she was fucking confused as well because that part to me like she obviously can't go back again in time and make him not go with them to have bread on that first day to actually physically save his mom so I think it just means to like try and talk to him about it and make him mentally not regret it because the letter says if you do this uh you may be able to prevent the accident meaning Kakaru's accident, which I can kind of, knowing the, how the whole episode plays out, I can kind of understand that part. Uh, and Naho finally does what I, what the fuck I wanted her to do from the very beginning. She read ahead in the letters and the letter says, this is where it gets a little sad, actually. I think this is where the whole episode kind of arcs and goes into the darker side of it. The letter says that saving Kakaru from the accident won't save him and that the letter wants her to save his heart. So pretty much what the letter's saying right here is that no matter what, she can't save Kakaru. 
all she can really try and do is just make him think a little differently. But the way that I'm reading into the letter right here is that like, no matter what, you know, even if she prevents him from killing himself, he's still going to be sad. His heart is still going to be hurt. She needs to not look at it in a sense of just trying to save him from killing himself, but to try and make his heart feel better, you know, make him not have so many regrets. Yeah. The letter said that the accident happened at night at like 8 PM at night at an intersection near his house. And it said that he committed suicide. And it said that the group only has one regret. And it was that Kakaru died. <sighs> heavy bro yeah that was kind of heavy that part right there like when she read ahead into the letters and i'm like fuck because you know what's gonna happen you know at this point i mean i called it before we even knew we knew he killed himself so you knew present day naho was now gonna learn what happened very sad and we get a future scene right here like pretty much mid-episode it cuts to them at kakaru's grandma's and they're looking at pictures of him as a kid and guess what (laughs) they're sitting at a table right with his grandma and someone just straight up goes was it really an accident bro Uh, i'm trying to figure out who it was i think it was sua it was one of the guys yeah i couldn't really see whose mouth was moving but it was definitely one of the guys that starts it and he's like was it really an accident and then one of the girls is like yeah we need to know what happened and then the the grandma's like okay okay y'all want to throw some smoke at me slides them get ready for this kakaru's suicide letter to her my god and it basically said um to tell everyone that it was an accident and that he was going to see his mom to and apologize to her and he, he apparently rode in front of a speeding truck and that's how he died so i can see now knowing the accident i can see how they think it's an accident but it can also be suicide and then that part yeah. where it said he was going to see his mom and apologize in my head i was like wait what his mom's dead and then i i realized that i'm like oh yeah oh. It gets way sadder towards the end because you you find out why he committed suicide. According to this, right, he wants to go because obviously he's sad about his mom and his his mom killed herself, didn't she? I think we learned that in an earlier episode because in here later on, it's going to say that she was like mentally unstable and shit. Mm -hmm. Right here, basically based off of the letter that the grandma had, I don't think it was an accident. I think he actually killed himself. Well, there's a reason why he killed himself. Yeah, he's sad. Yeah. It says well, it right there. He's going to see his mom and apologize yeah, I know, to but her. Like, I know that, but he finds something that causes him to... Oh, okay. So something in a future episode, maybe. Yes. I don't want to say too much. Okay, yeah, don't spoil it too it, much, it, but... It is very fucking sad. Just give us a little cock tease, you know? That's all we needed. We didn't. We don't need you to spoil it, but just a little something. So cut back to present day, right? The note is starting mm-hmm. to say stuff like, uh, ask Kakaru about his mom and try to keep him from choosing death and it says to take on his burdens to save his heart okay so they're gonna go to like i guess this is another festival but not like a festival where they have to work at i don't remember what it was called i do not remember either basically it's just a festival in the town right everybody kind of like dresses up and goes and there's like vendors and shit and guess what magically the whole fucking gang is gonna be late and not show up to the thing that they're at and it basically puts kakaru and naho on a date and it was a plan because guess what the gang's actually over there they're just like ha ha no, <laughs> the plan is working fine now it's an actual date for them <laughs> like dude this i need a group of friends like this get me a hottie yeah. and then they do they stop at absolutely nothing to make me date her <laughs> 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 where my friends would just be like bro he can figure it out on his own mm. uh so naho winds up they're at the festival right here and naho winds up asking him 
who was the girl that he was interested in? And this is a callback to the episode when he said this and ran away at the end of it when he's like, yeah, and like scurries off. Mm-hmm. But he says that he's no longer interested in her and that he's now in love in with love. her. But I think Naho 100% right here knows that he's talking about her. If she doesn't, she's blind. I mean, they had the whole pool scene. She's got to know that this is her that he's referring to. And not long after this, they go to this little prayer thing. And Naho says that she wished for him to be happy or something like that. Or wished for his happiness. And he says he didn't wish for anything. But instead, he talked to his mom. And then she tries to ask, like, oh, well, what message did you send to your mom? And he's like, well, that's a secret. Which, honestly, I kind of thought was a little rude. You don't ask somebody what they prayed for. Yeah. You know, for for all the religious people that might listen you don't like if someone says some prayers and you're like all right what was in your prayers it's not necessarily something you do i thought that was a little rude of her but i understand she's really trying to not fail the letter and the yes. letter says to ask about his mom and he obviously said he was trying to talk to her right there so she's just trying to do what the letter said to do yeah so she doesn't have another freaking regret exactly and guess what we're at the part of the episode where things just get really fucking sad <laughs> yeah here's the thing okay i wrote this down in my notes they end up going sit on a bench why the fuck is it always a bench it's always towards the end of the episode and why does like all the (laughs) shit always unfold on a fucking bench in this show (laughs) whoever made this anime was just like it's always gonna be a bench so anytime i see a bench pop up i'm like uh get the notes out we're gonna there's some shit happening oh shit get the notes out and they they sit down and they're just chilling and naho starts asking him about his mom and at first he got a little snappy right yeah yeah, like she asked him something and he's just like, no. I mean, obviously I understand why he was just shut off about it. I mean, your mom passed away. You don't want to fucking be at a festival on what is presumably a date and start talking about that. But then she just straight up asked him if he feels guilty at all. And if he thinks he should have saved his mom and there's like a fucking massive long pause. And then guess what? Oh, want to know why there's a pause? It's because he's crying. And then he starts talking about his regrets and the first one being what he did on the first day of school. And he like unfolds this whole story how his mom was going to go to a new hospital that day and he had promised her uh, that he would go along to get her settled but instead he went out with the gang because he was excited to make some new friends. Right here he said he figured he could just apologize to her and he texted her saying he wouldn't make it but he never got a reply. I got I got real literal goosebumps on my arm right now dude that this show does a really fantastic job at kind of like putting you in his shoes to where it, it makes you feel that like what if that was me i yeah, understand that's how i feel yeah that's how i've been looking at it like from his perspective and i'm like damn now i see why that's like his biggest regret because that shit would eat me up because you know your mom after school she would always be like hey how was school she's just checking on you exactly and when he gets home there's no reply to his text you know some shit happened because your mom is always going to be the first person that's going to worry about you yeah i understand like not everybody has good relationships with their mom but for sure my mom is like my best friend so that shit would eat me up that shit would eat me up too and then also like i don't know maybe that's just his way of thinking too was like he was excited to make friends but if i was that new in a town i would have just told him like sorry guys i I really can't go my mom's going to a new hospital blah 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 i gotta go do that like they would have understood yeah i think they would have understood i would not have given two shits about some bread on a bridge and ditched my mom who i knew was you know mentally yeah and and like he knew his mom was mentally unstable he 
says that that's the him going out to have the bread. He said that that was the thing that pushed his mom over the edge. And he finally like tells her that at the shrine, he asked God to tell his mom how sorry he was. And then Naho starts to cry. And I'm like, good God, bro. And then he stands up and he's like, I, I need to be alone for a little while. And right here, I'm like, oh no. Oh no. Tell me this dude's not going to kill himself at the festival. <sighs> But instead, he just goes sit on another bench on the other side of the tree. Like, I need to be alone. Walks four feet away from Naho to sit on a different <laughs> bench. Like, that's okay. And then guess what? The whole fucking gang shows up at the wrong uh, time. Major sad I moment. Azusa and Takako. I mm-hmm. thought it was just them. Yeah, the two girls. Yeah. The fucking gang shows up at the wrong moment. And then the girls are like, uh, where's Kakuru? And Naho goes, he's over there and points to the bench where he had got up to go sit to be alone but he wasn't there. He's just gone. So now in my head, I'm freaking out for this guy because fuck. And she gets a text from him saying that he was going home early and he thanked her for the evening. But Kakaru was not responding to any of her texts. And Sua comes by on his bike to Naho's house and he says that Kakaru hasn't been showing up to practice much lately okay and right here right here is like the final seconds of the episode right here is what made this motherfucker a banger uh Naho was about to tell Sua about the letter because she's like maybe if someone else knows you know we can do this quicker and more efficiently and she's about to bring him on board to help save Kakaru and he looks at her and says everything will be fine and he goes you got a letter too did fucking Sua have a letter this whole time also yeah dude what in the fuck i'm thinking back to like older episodes right when the whole gang was together and the two girls were like yeah she's hiding something do you think sua knew at this moment that naho had a letter also and that's what she was hiding probably how long did this motherfucker know that naho also had a letter is what i want to know when he read his letter and started seeing that shit was changing (gasps) oh he was probably like true because remember when naho didn't give him his lunch Mm -hmm. and she walks away and then sua was right there and she was like this is not in the letter right that's a good point and i was gonna ask you i was like did you catch something and you was like yeah nah, also nah. maybe like just seeing her remember when she brought the towel for him because he forgot his umbrella maybe sua also knows about all that shit so then he's seeing her bring a towel or say things that the letter's saying to say and he's just like oh shit okay she has one but i don't understand why he wouldn't just at the moment that he realized it be like oh shit and then hit her up and be like hey naho i got a letter also you know i'm saying like more brains on the scene is better for the situation yes but this episode woof I am seeing a steep incline as to how good these episodes are starting to get. I rated this shit a 7 out of 10. 7 out of 10. Yeah, that's the highest. Highest highest so far. Fun to watch, easy to watch, and when the shit unfolded, it really unfolded. I'm gonna go with 7 out of 10 as well. Oh, fuck yeah. Because, like... It was good. It was was not great. It could be a lot better. But that ending, though... That ending, 110%, made me want to immediately watch the next episode and just write notes on it right then and there. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm trying trying to not do that. I'm trying to not do that, even though we are getting into the juiciest part of the show. Juicy. Very juicy. I think... I really do think that this anime is going to wind up with a good overall rating because of yes. the back end of the show, not not the front end. If it was just like the first five, it would have a terrible rating. I think just off of my scores alone, it would have been like a four. But if I start rating these things pretty good, at least over a fucking five, I really think it's going to wind up as like a seven or an eight or a nine. I think it's going to wind up being up there because I'm going to actually tally uh, all the scores. So you need to be writing down your scores for each episode. All right. I'm going to have Will to do. take yours and mine. But that 
that was it guys that was episode six of orange so far probably one of the best ones we've seen yes hopefully it continues on being the best yeah i hope it just goes up from here and it has a great out and because this doesn't have or this won't have a second season right uh i don't think so even though everybody's like oh it needs a second season i was like dude that that's it that's it. Is it one of those like endings where you just can't... Well, not like a cliffhanger, but where you just can't do anything more from it. I think it's one of those endings. You can't do any mm. more with it. Okay. I like those kind of endings for like one season shows where everything right at the end just kind of like fixes its wrongs, fixes its rights, and just closes itself out. Yep. What I do hate, though, is when you have a show like that and then they try to fucking do a second season when everything's already been closed out. I would hate like to see Orange. that happen. Orange needs to remain season one. Okay. Because so far, all the animes we reviewed is having a second season yeah that is true man we got rent a girlfriend coming soon um masamuni kun revenge masamuni's having two. a second season you know what won't have a second season rascal guarantee that but whatever but i was I like mean. i was like holy shit is it because of us <laughs> it might be bro <laughs> <laughs> it might fucking is be we're we're taking like, these these old ass animes i mean this one's not really that old but we're taking these animes and we're kind of like bringing them back into the spotlight maybe more people are watching and they're going you know what fuck yeah numbers are up let's make a new season let's go go. (laughs) i'm gonna take full credit that we got second season of rent a girlfriend to happen you goddamn right that was us (laughs) fucking right bro so that's pretty much it guys that was our discussion slash review of episode six we're, we're both rating that pretty high which is solid i'm excited to get into the next episode we're actually what does it have 13 episodes yes 13 so we got like seven more to watch yeah uh, yeah yep fuck man we're getting close we are getting close we are getting close and you know what that means we're getting closer to oh we're in a girlfriend, we're in a girlfriend. <laughs> as much as i'm starting to like become invested in orange now and i'm getting excited about it because the story's starting to move in the back of my head i'm just like get through this so we can start running a girlfriend yeah it gives us something to because we're doing we're doing two seasons back to back we're doing orange and then we're doing season two run a girlfriend pretty much back to back we'll have maybe a week of off time in between them that's a lot bro that's a hefty schedule for a few months straight it's just that run a girlfriend it's gonna go move slower since yeah we we absolutely will not be able to get ahead on run a girlfriend because it's just gonna be weekly and we have to wait to watch it when it comes out which is kind of shit but also a little exciting because it's like if i cave if i want to know bad enough what happened in orange i'm just gonna go fucking watch it but won't be able to do that with run a girlfriend i'm gonna be sitting on pins and needles all week pins and needles so that's pretty much it guys we hope you enjoyed and we will see you next week for the next episode until then have a great one and i hope you stay safe out there so long everybody and sayonara Thank you for listening! Be sure to visit our website at www.animad.org. See you next time!